return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. We've already prayed and I just thank God for the anointing on his word and the anointing in the house and that we have ears to hear and that Jesus will speak to each of us tonight Amen. through his name. Amen. So the, the topic for tonight is storehouses. Yeah. And I want to teach on storehouses, which is, um, um, it's like a teaching for me that has come by impartation. Because in the natural, I had no anointing for storehouses, for finances, and so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, new, a new season after I married Pastor Dave. Amen. So I, I grew up with a poverty mentality, Amen. and I had to, I still have to, like, I mean, this might seem okay, but in our almost 40 years of marriage, we've never had a new bedroom set, and I'm kind of okay with that. And, but part of that is just, I just don't think about it. So, you know, there's a balance. I mean, I want to keep my faith out there. I want the gospel to go around the world, which right. takes finances, right. and, um, but just believe in God for the promise. So when I heard a message on storehouses years ago, it really clicked, and uh, there was a revelation in, right. in, my, in my spirit. Right. And so the purpose of the message tonight about storehouses is that we want to start a storehouse, Amen. if we haven't already, yeah. so God can bless it. Because there is a command that God will bless our storehouses. And this whole message is based on Deuteronomy 28, verse 8. And it says, the Lord shall command, it says, the blessing upon you. But it says, on your storehouses. And it's a plural word that we can have more than one storehouse. And I'll tell you, it liberates us and it sets us free, has set me free from poverty mentality and thinking small because we serve a great big God. And so, first of all, let me just start out with a couple of things about what is a storehouse. A storehouse, you guys could probably tell me about this. It's a place where provision is stored up. It's laid aside, provision. Things are accumulated for possibly a later date. It's a source of, and this, isn't this just like our God, it's a source of abundant supply. That's what a storehouse is. And it's set aside, and I want to say those two words again, set aside, you don't want to eat your seed, you don't want to, um, to you want your seed to be set aside. It says for an appointed time when it be used. It's the idea of preparation based upon foresight. In other words, you know that at some point in the future, do you think you might have a flat tire down the road? You might, you might have, a, what was that one? Have a spare. Have a spare. You, we might have a, a water heater that, that broke in the church. But thank God for the storehouse that we don't have to stand out. You know, we don't have to go into panic mode because God commands a blessing on our storehouses. 
So a storehouse is like a savings account. A storehouse is a surplus. I know that a storehouse can relieve people from a lot of stress and worry. When we get the concept of storehouse, and it's really so simple. And probably a lot of you in this room have a storehouse. It's a source of financial blessing. And I'm going to copy Pastor Dave here. It's a four-letter word. S-A-V-E. Let's say it together. S-A-V-E. Let's say it out loud. Save. We're going to save. It's a storehouse. It's, it can be a storehouse for your family. And I love how God put it that there's, it's plural, that there's storehouses, that there's a blessing commanded. Just think of it. God has spoken a blessing on your storehouse. It's for every age. And it's plural. It can be a storehouse for your personal family. Maybe as well, I've seen a um, kind of a cute little piggy bank. It's a storehouse for new shoes. And, but it could be a storehouse for sickness. It could be a storehouse for a medical bill. It could be a storehouse to, for a ministry. It could be a storehouse for the orphans in India. But God commands a blessing on our, say it, storehouses. So... A storehouse is an account that you put extra money in every time you get paid. Because until not that many years ago, I had never heard that. And as we go on tonight, I know it will become clearer and clearer, but out of every paycheck, any check that you get, you actually pay yourself. You put it in your storehouse. storehouse. You store it away. Now, I wasn't like that growing up. I either, if I had a dollar, I probably gave half, it, half of it away and, and ran down to, to um, what was that, King's, King's Corner. Corner, King's Corner, the little grocery store, and bought Snickers for all the, brother, all the kids in our family. So, so um, King's Corner. And, but when we have a storehouse, we put the money in the storehouse every time we get paid we leave it there. We don't consume it. We don't eat our seed because, according to this promise, that storehouse will grow. There's a command on it. He's, God has commanded a blessing on it. And, and how can God bless something that isn't there? Can you please tell me what zero times zero is? Very good. Give yourself a hand. However, what's two times one? Well, there's already a multiplication. What if you put $2 in your storehouse, and then there's a multiplication, and it doubles, and all of a sudden you've got, and it's a fascinating thing. Um, I might be running ahead of myself here on some of the notes, but having a storehouse is not like a bank account. Having a storehouse is a spiritual act. There's something spiritual that takes place, and... um, well, anyway, let's, let's look at Psalm 31 and verse 19. God has spiritual, excuse me, God has storehouse mentality. Yeah. Yeah. He has store, if, and, you know, if you read the Bible, you know, he's always the one. He's the God who's more than enough. He's the one who lavishes everything oh, on us. He's, he's got storehouse mentality. And Psalm 31, verse 19, and I, I do like it in the New Living Translation, right. It says, oh, Lord, how great is the goodness that you have. So even his goodness is stored up right. for those who fear you. And you what? You 
lavish it on those who come to you for protection. Blessing them, that's blessing us, blessing you before the world who's watching you. So when the goodness of God appears on your life, and the lavish generosity and kindness of the Lord appears on your life, the world is watching, and it reveals the love of God, and it reveals the generosity and the nature of our Father. We have a, a Father who's, the more we get to know the nature of our Father, there's, there's just this yearning and this, this excitement and this desire to yield to him and just to do what he says to do. And um, God, let's see, I think I'll just skip over um, Psalm 33. Maybe we'll get to that later. But um, I want to read a couple things. This is a, a conversation with a man who caught the vision of God's abundance. So if you just bear with me. And then, um, David, you can, you can be my prop person. So, and then I'm also going to have him make a few comments because I know <laughs> there's such an anointing on Pastor Dave. You know, I mean, I've never, I never dreamed I'd live like I live. I'm <laughs> emotional. But, you know, just, just to catch a vision of what God, the abundance, the blessings, that God commands a blessing on us. And so there's a great anointing on on Dave, and um, he's honorable, and there's integrity. I mean, if he has a nickel, he's trustworthy with a nickel. And I just am throwing this in on the sideline, but if you see a penny on the ground, pick it up. There's a story and a lot of sermons that can go with that, but if you see a penny, lean over and pick it up and just say, in God we trust. You know, it's just, it's so amazing, and put it in your storehouse. So this is a conversation with a man who caught the vision of God's abundance. Okay, wood is first. That's a paint stick. (laughs) So when you think of wood, what do you think of? Let's see. What do you think of? So anyway, this is a conversation with a man. This is wood. Yeah, obviously. The man thought it was a goofy question, but he said, well, I guess I think of this table. Table is made out of wood. Use your imagination. The man of vision said, you know what God thinks of when he thinks of wood? He thinks of something like the redwood forest, the Amazon jungles. God doesn't think small. He thinks so big. What do you think of when when somebody says the word wood? We have an extravagant God. We have a God who's commanded a blessing on our lives, not only in, in the storehouse, on every area of our life. Yes. He has commanded a blessing on you. And the word of God says it is impossible for him yes. to reverse it. Amen. He cannot unbless you. Amen. That's right. So that was a real um, tiny way to think when you think of wood. Yeah. And we are, we are free from this small mentality. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So then this, this conversation continued. And the, the uh, man had a rock. And Pastor Dave has a, this is a little bit heavier than what I was going to bring. But um, so then he asked the man, what do you think of when you think of a rock? He said, oh, I suppose the rock in my driveway. Again, the visionary replied, when God thinks of a rock, he thinks of the Rocky Mountains. He thinks of the Appalachians or the Andes. Just think of all the the rock 
formations yeah. that are around the world. Yeah. And that's our God, the yes. bigness and the greatness and the vision that God had yep. when he mm -hmm. created rocks yep. and beautiful things for us to look at. Yeah. And then there was water. My water bottle there. This is really tiny. He continued, what do you think of when you think of water? Well, the man said, well, I guess I think of this bottle of water in my hand. Very small thinking. The man with the vision went on to describe the idea of what God thinks of when he thinks of water. God thinks of all the oceans in the world. The Pacific, the Atlantic, the Indian Ocean. You could name them all. I can't right now. The Antarctica, right? But the oceans, all the water, what do you think of when you think of that one word, water? Yeah. I just want to say tonight, we serve the God of Amen. extravagance. Amen. We serve the God of abundance, and yes. he has commanded this blessing yes. on us and on our storehouses. Yes. It is impossible. Thank you. Let's give Pastor Dave a hand. It is impossible to, to even comprehend the greatness and the, the depth, the wisdom, and the knowledge of our God. And he has commanded this blessing on our storehouses. Um, just a little bit more about this, and then we'll get back to storehouses. God is the God of more than enough. He always had hundreds and thousands and millions of times more than he needed in his storehouses. Even though he knew he could create anything, anytime he wanted, he didn't just create enough to get by for the moment. Do you know there's bananas in the forest that fall to the ground, and they, don't, they are not eaten? He is the God of more than enough. And he, then he created the rest to meet the need. Let's see, let's see. To get by for the moment. And then why didn't he create the rest to meet the need as it arose later? Storehouse mentality. We can think like God. God, has a, God is a God of surplus. God is a God of more than enough. And we have the mind of Christ. We can see things from God's perspective. Okay, just a little bit more. Think about this, the planets. And, of course, I thought of Pastor Frank when I was reviewing these, the planets. To hold the one planet on which he placed humanity, he created a whole universe with billions of solar systems, many of which hold planets of their own. Why did he need so many extra? You're the God of more. Let's just brag about God tonight. You're the God who's more than enough. You are great, Lord. You are greatly to be praised. You are above all. You are through all. You are in all. He goes before me. He stands beside me. Animals. He's, uh, Psalm 50 says he owns all the creatures of the forest and the cattle on a thousand hills. Wouldn't the cattle on ten hills or even a hundred have been enough? Food. To feed Adam and Eve, he created the whole planet of food. Why so much? Why didn't he wait for the generations to follow that came along and let more food-bearing plants grow as they were needed? God of more than enough. God of storehouse mentality. He has it stored up. All oh, the riches, the depths of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, the things that God has stored up for those that love him. Water. To get a drink. Well, a stream would do. God created enough water to cover 70% of the earth. Did he really need so much reserves to take care of his children? God has, let's say it together, storehouse mentality. He sure does. So, again, he, he is a God of storehouses. 
and he wants us to have storehouses. Let's go ahead and go to Deuteronomy 28, and I will read through verse 1 through 14, and then we'll outline. I think one of the, the classes I did love as a young person was English. I loved outlining sentences. So whenever a sentence is outlined or like pick apart, it's like just, it's just fascinating to me what you can get from the Word of God out of one verse. So now it shall come to pass, this says in verse 1, if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord, observe carefully to do his commandments, which I command you, that the Lord your, your God will, what? Set you on high above all nations of the earth. Let's just read it together off of the screen. Because we could talk about that for quite a while. Come on now, set you on high. You're not the worms crawling on the ground. You are the head and not the tail. I will set thee on high, let's read it together, above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If you will hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, blessed shall you be in the city, blessed shall you be in the field, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep, blessed shall be thy basket in the store. Blessed shall thou be when you come in, blessed shall you be when you go out. For the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against you one way, but ha, they will flee before you seven ways. Hallelujah. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. Let's say that word two more times. Storehouses. One more time. Storehouses. And in all that you set your hand to do, he shall bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people unto himself as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord and walk in his ways, and guess what? All the people of the earth will see that you're called by the name of the Lord. Let's just, we can, that's far enough. So, so people, again, will see the blessing that is on your life. Now, let's go ahead and go back to verse 8. Verse 8 is the only verse in here with a command. This says, God will command the blessing in, your, in our storehouses. Now, this verse is a big deal. When, when God says he will command the blessing, whenever he used the word the blessing, it is a very big deal. Because we're either cursed or we're blessed. And we're here tonight, probably everyone in this room is blessed to be a blessing. You're under, the bless, you're, you're under Abraham's blessing. You have, you're of the seed of Abraham. And God, in the book of Numbers, says he cannot reverse it. He cannot change his mind. Has he not spoken it? Shall he not do it? Has he not said it? Will it not also come to pass? So it says, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee. And um, just a second, I want to explain a little bit of what, about the blessing in the Proverbs, and I thought of Cindy with this verse, it says, um, and we don't have to go there, but Proverbs 10, says, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. Yeah. 
And it says, and he adds, no sorrow with it. I don't know about you, but I grew up with a lot of sorrow in my life until I was 19 years old. There was sorrow. We were under the curse. We were under our, our daddy was the devil. I'm not meaning, I mean, you know, you're either, uh, you're either God's kids or the devil's kids. And there was sorrow. But the blessing says that he adds no sorrow with it. Now, in the NIV, it says, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth. It brings overflow. Let's say overflow. Overflow. And he adds no sorrow. And I love this part. No stress. No trouble. No heartache. Come on. Receive your your wholeness of heart tonight. No pain and no toil to it. That is the blessing of the Lord. And thank God, I'm still working on some of these things. No stress. No toil. No sorrow. That there's an overflow of wealth. What is the blessing? In the Hebrew, the blessing is a state of being. And and we could go a lot of different directions on this, but... But when, when Jesus went into the temple and she saw the woman who was bowed over with a spirit of infirmity, but he looked at her and he said, Thou, being a daughter of Abraham, be thou loosed from thine infirmity. She didn't do a thing. It was a state of being. You are in a state of blessing tonight. Whether we feel it, think it, it's, it's just a fact. The blessing is the state of being. And, of course, immediately, you know, she was set free, loosed, loosed from her infirmity, and she praised the Lord. This state of being is totally separate from temporal situations. If you're facing a temporal situation tonight, and we all are, this blessing is totally separate from that temporal situation or circumstance. The blessing is a position that is independent from your immediate environment. I'll tell you what. God just spoke it. He said it. He blessed you because of Jesus. And he can't reverse it. Think of now, think of the blessing in regard to our storehouses. The word for blessing means empowered to prosper or succeed. To become an instrument of God through whom divine favor flows. Amen? I see that in your lives. I see divine favor flowing. I hear testimonies that you apply for this and you apply for that. My paper went to the top of the pile and that door opened. I knocked on the door and there's a no man could close it. God brought me through. So there's a blessing on you that will take you wherever you want to go because of the favor on your life. The word blessing means the ability, this is so beautiful, to prevent misfortune in the lives of others. That's what we do. We hand out a lifeline. We say, come on, come on over, walk with me. Let's walk into the light. And the blessing is impartation of the supernatural power that we heard so excellently preached this morning. The the supernatural power, the things that God does, the things that God wants to do in our lives, the miracles that, that happen every time we gather and lift up the name of Jesus. The blessing, uh, blessing the supernatural power of God into a human life, resulting in divine ability to prosper and succeed. And I could go on there, but um, the blessing will bring you every resource you possibly need. You know, it'll, br- it'll bring people into your lives. It'll bring divine connections. It will open up uh, doors for resources. 
Um, we just, we don't want to be weary and well-doing. But the Lord says, knock and keep on knocking. Ask and keep asking. And seek and keep seeking. So let's go look at this verse now. According to, to Deuteronomy 28.8, God commands a blessing in four areas. Just from this verse alone. The Lord will command the blessing on you. Let's just say me. On me. The Lord commands a blessing on you. And, and the second one is in thy storehouses. The third one is says in all that you set your hand to do. Well, that's your work. And the fourth one is, and he will bless you in your land, which the Lord has given you, your land, your property, your possessions. So I'm going to just declare this and prophesy this. The Lord has commanded a blessing on you, on your storehouses, on your work, the work of your hands. Everything you touch prospers. And on your land. So blessed is the fruit of your land. There's an increase through the, through the blessing. So I really do want to... Um, Try to end short tonight. It's a beautiful summer night. And I don't know about you, but don't you love being out in the beautiful summer Amen. nights? So, um, through the blessing, the Lord establishes us. People will see, verse 10 says, verse 11, there's a surplus of prosperity. And verse 12 says, he opens up his good treasure. There's, a, there's an open treasure Amen. for you. In the Hebrew, the good treasure means, again, it means a storehouse. It's a reservoir. It's a stockpile. Shall we all say stockpile? Stockpile. That's a word I don't use every day. His good treasure is a house of treasures or wealth. It's a place to go to for tools for battle. It's the treasury of heaven, such as gold, silver, etc. And in the Message Bible, it says, God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults. Just picture it, those sky vaults. He throws them open, and he pours out a blessing on you that he cannot reverse it. Okay, I'm just going to, for the next couple minutes to um, wrap things up, is just read my, my titles of my paragraphs here. But <clears throat> I already said the storehouse is spiritual. We will not figure it out no. in the natural. But when we obey, when we are obedient, and we begin a storehouse, and I'll give just a, I don't know, kind of a formula, but God will give you his formula, which is the best. But something takes place spiritually. And there's no natural explanation for it. And I look out uh, around the congregation, and I know... You've lived this. I pray in the name of Jesus as this goes out yes. that, that it will go to the nations yeah. and that nations will see. If this gospel yeah. does not work in every nation, yeah. it, it wouldn't do any good. Yeah. This works around the world. God commands a storehouse. So a storehouse is spiritual. A storehouse blessing is generational and it increases. Oh, don't we want to see our children blessed? <laughs> don't we want to see them blessed more than we were blessed? Don't we want to see them rise to the top and be taken care of and uh, live the abundant life that God has promised? So 
uh, let me just read a couple verses out of Psalm 115. <clears throat> let's see. It's talking about blessing, but let's go. Um, I'll just go to verse 14. May the Lord give you increase, says more and more. Come on, there's an increase there. To you and to who? <clears throat> your children. More and more, you and your children. May the Lord, you can stay there on verse 14. May the Lord be, may you be blessed by the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And this, this more and more, this command of blessing, increase, means add, multiply, expand, stretch, accelerate of accumulation, and enlarge. I like that. Do you like that? I do. It's biblical prosperity. Absolutely. It's money with a mission. Yep. How many here want to send money for the gospel to go around the world? Yep. Well, every one of us do. And... When our storehouses are blessed, when that command goes on our storehouses, we all of a sudden we have a surplus, and we have more than enough, and we have what we need to help others. And this more and more in the Hebrew tense is it's a, actually a continual sense of more and more and more into infinity. That's neat. <clears throat> this is a promise to you and your children. And, uh, okay, God wants us to increase more and more. We're heirs. We're Abraham's seed. We kind of covered that. Galatians talks about that, again, that we're Abraham's seed and that uh, we are heirs according to the blessing and the promise. Let me just read one more verse that I feel is very important here tonight. Um, It depends on where you're at. It could be somebody's, like, Wow, you know, I can hardly pay the light bill. But let's look at 1 Chronicles 22, 14. Because we have to ask ourselves, when do I start my, my storehouse? Well, if we haven't already, we want to start today. And I pray in Jesus' name that this verse will click um, for your situation. But um, this says, Now, behold, in my trouble... I have prepared for the house of the Lord a a hundred thousand talents of gold and a thousand talents of silver and of brass and iron without weight, for it is in abundance. Timber also and stone have I prepared that you may add to it. Now, this word trouble, in my trouble, this word actually means, now behold, in my poverty, in my affliction, and in my misery. <laughs> and he's still prepared for the house of the Lord. So when do we start a storehouse? Today. And it's an exciting lifestyle because it's all about God's faithfulness and God's supernatural ability to do the miraculous, to add his super to our natural. So here's the last thing um, for the formula that I mentioned about starting the storehouse today. It can be a storehouse. These are just a few ideas that I wrote down. It could be for you as an individual. It could be for your family, for the poor. What about a vacation storehouse? You know, you want to put $10 in an envelope and believe that it's going to increase. So you can take a vacation. Yeah. A ministry storehouse, a gift-giving storehouse. I know there's a lot of 
you in here that like to give gifts and or the emergency fund right. and once you start a store your storehouse or your storehouse says there's a command to bless it yep. Yep. A, a storehouse is an account and then I'm repeating this here it's an account you put extra money in every time you get paid right. and you leave it there Every time you get paid, use the 10-10-80 plan. Yeah. Some of you, this is what I've never taught before, ever. I've never said 10-10-80. 10, tithe, 10% to God, 10% in your storehouse, yeah. says... Maybe you put, maybe you have 10 storehouses, put a dollar in each one, and you live off 80%. 10, 10, 80. Um, If you want to look at a good example, look at the ants in Proverbs 6. We won't go there today. But um, that is is a suggestion to use the 10, 10, 80 plan. Should we all say it together? 10, 10, 80. (laughs) 10%, you tithe to God. 10%. Some authors even call it, you know, you pay yourself, but you save it. It's that four-letter word, save, and it just really helps you when you're in a pinch because of the blessing commanded, and then you live off 80%. If anyone wants wisdom and more teaching on this, uh, the pastors of our church are incredibly anointed, and you could go to them for advice and, um, you know, like the, like the scripture says, people will see. Look at their lives. It shows. God's blessing shows. So, um, Frank, I'm like you. Let's see, this is so much. I don't want to, I want to say it all. But I'll just, Amen. Well, it just it sets us free. Yeah, I, I don't want anyone to be embarrassed when I use a word here, but um, one of the reasons why God wants to prosper his children is that one of it's his nature. His name is El Shaddai, which actually means the breasted one. Yeah. Amen. I mean, seriously? Yeah. You know that 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 would do, know God. He's the one, he's more than enough. He's a source for us. He's our source to satisfy us. He is Jehovah Jireh. That's his name and his nature. And he takes pleasure. I'm sure in here I have a scripture about it. You know, God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So I'd like to just, at this time, um, do you want to, I asked Pastor Dave to just, because of the anointing on his life, to come and to give a couple closing comments. And should I pass out the envelopes now? Sure. Okay. So, storehouses. The message tonight is, start a storehouse so God can bless it. He's commanded a blessing. These are envelopes that you can start a storehouse if you haven't yet. And don't eat your seed. 
Don't eat your I've seed. I've done that. I've done that before. And then I wonder where my seed went. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us have done that. Now, this verse here, Jeannie, that was so good. Let's thank her. That's so good. Wow. So good. Who would have thought that you'd be up teaching about storehouses, about finances? It's a miracle. Yeah. That's a miracle. I mean, uh, uh, we have been in poverty. We have, we have lived poverty. Poverty is a curse. It's not, it's not of God. It's of the devil. And if the devil can keep you poor, he can hinder you in every way of your life. You know, there's a lot of people that have good intentions. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll support you, but I don't have any money, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people don't even have money to buy a meal for somebody uh, or a cup of coffee for somebody. You know, this is a great message, and it should be something taught more in the body of Christ. And people, most of the time, have excuses. And they say, well, I don't have any money, so how can I save it, okay? And this verse here is excellent. When do you start a storehouse? We started a storehouse in our poverty and caught the vision to save, which is a great four-letter word. <laughs> There's a lot of good four-letter words, and that's a good one. And it has blessed us personally, and it has blessed this church ministry. Uh, unbelievable how this church has been blessed in a small congregation, small budget, and yet God has truly blessed the storehouses of this ministry because we had storehouses to bless. So it's amazing. We've lived this word, and it is true. And uh, it, it truly comes to pass. Now, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not like, voila, there it is, you know. You, it's a process, and you, you manage your resources. And you're diligent to put away, be it five bucks or whatever it is. And we're putting money in the storehouse all the time. It's just like I'm paying a bill. And I realized, uh, we don't have, no, we don't have money to eat out. Or we sh no, we shouldn't. We have to watch our money this month because of what's left. And it's not because we don't have money. It's just we, store, we socked it away in storehouses. <laughs> All right? Uh, because we're planning. We have an emergency fund for the rainy day. We have the money for, like you said, the water heater. Church water heater went out the other day. So forth. But it lasted 13 years. Hallelujah. Things last a long time here. <laughs> Plumber says, well, they normally only last seven. Yours, you got double the time out of it. So... Uh, you know, God wants to bless us. And so we're just positioning ourselves. We're just being wise. And the thing about this, too, is there's lots of people teach prosperity but never teach about really saving. It's kind of like God's up there at the money machine. It's like he's dropping on you. No, but you have to manage it. Great message. Um, take it to heart. Educate yourself. Uh, Mary Ann had a few extra books on Dave Ramsey on, on finances and so forth. And we have uh, still some of those books in the office. If you want one of those books, see me after the service, and it will be a blessing for you, okay, on finances. And indeed, we have seen people in this church come out of debt. In fact, they have no debt for a house or anything. Uh, it's amazing. You know, people think, oh, no, you could never live that way. Well, sorry, but that's not true. <laughs> you can live that way, and you can be free. So... Uh, so let's just agree together here. Father, we thank you for a blessing on this congregation, for all who hear this message. And Lord, we agree as touching that people's storehouses will be blessed, their finances would be blessed, their savings accounts, their property, Lord, all that they touch. Lord, it is your word, so we thank you for your blessing. 
The devourer is rebuked in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord, for this command of blessing. Hallelujah. We receive it. We say amen to it. Hallelujah. And, Lord, we just purpose to be good stewards of what you give us, that we're smarter than an ant. And, Lord, we thank you for blessing that which we put away for your glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. That was a great word. Hallelujah. Take it to heart. Uh, Good verses there. You need a copy of it. Get a copy of it or give it to somebody else. All right. Hallelujah. Yeah, there's some books there. So just just, uh, see us if you need a book or something like that. All right. God is good. Amen. Now, remember, it takes a little time, all right, as you do it. But we've been living this for a long time living the word for our married life. And you know something? It's just like the Lord has made us the head and not the tail. He's made us above and not beneath. And we look at it now, or I look at my family, you know, I've had brothers that made lots and lots of money. And I look at where we're at and where they're at, and I'm just thinking, wow, look what the Lord has done, you know. I mean, it just is amazing how the Lord is faithful. And, and I just want to say, too, when, when uh, we know someday... The Lord doesn't come back. We're going to leave this earth. But we're planning to leave something for our children. We want to leave something for our children. Now, some of you think, I'm going to just spend it all up. No, I'm going to, I want to leave something for them, for them to have. Oh, I just thought it was neat. Oh, Juanita picked this song. Will you guys sing it with me? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow. Stand up together. All the days, all the days of my life, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. Amen. 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 Uh, John just reminded me this morning, he says, Dave, you gotta t- we got to teach that again in India or whatever. But uh, last time, I just was hesitating, and I thought, all right, because I've taught a leadership seminar in finances. So I taught these pastors, and John couldn't believe the pastors around him kept, kept bunch talking to each other and this and that and getting more paper. And, and uh, John is thinking, well, what are they doing? He says, they're writing down all these scriptures on finances. And it was setting them free, uh, you know, on their thinking and finding. These are poor people. But it was setting them free just to think different the way God would want them to think. So it's truth. All right. Bless your neighbor. Amen. Hallelujah. See you next Sunday for sure. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.